630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. He'll skate down that left side, in over the Oilers line, drops it, burns, shot, oh, oh, glove saved, and Smith will poke it to center, a breakaway, McDavid scores! Connor McDavid on the long pass from Mike Smith! A thrilling sequence to give the Edmonton Oilers a 2-1 overtime win over the San Jose Sharks. The Oilers have won five in a row. Mike Smith, an excellent outing, 31 saves on 32 shots. And he gets an assist right after making the save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. The Oilers jump ahead of Los Angeles into second place in the Pacific Division. Right back to San Jose. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Our team showed a little bit of resiliency. Uh, I didn't think it um, was our smoothest game or cleanest game, but uh, down by one, heading into the third period, finding a way to win in overtime in dramatic fashion. It's a credit to our stick to and uh, the hard work of all those players in that dressing room. You talked about the resiliency. You also had to kind of come through in this performance without Leon Dreisaitl. Yep. Uh, talk about the performance of everyone else stepping up to the plate. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought we... It was a good team effort. Like I said, I don't think it was our cleanest or our uh, sharpest or our um, best game of the year or anything like that, but we stayed on task. We stayed with it. Um, you know, we talked to in between periods about how, you know, even if you're not feeling well, it doesn't mean you can't play well. And the way you play well is by sticking within the team structure. And, um, you know, we had moments where we'd like to have back tonight for sure. Um, but there was a lot of really good individual um, plays that helped us gain two points. And uh, that, like I said, that's a credit to the hard work and dedication of our players. Take us through what you saw on that play in overtime. Yeah, I, uh, you know what, I, I've... I felt comfortable with everyone we had on the ice. Um, Mike makes a big save and displays his um, hockey sense. To me, that's hockey sense, uh, the play he made. He obviously has the skill to move the pucks. He's the best in the world at it, I think. But uh, but his hockey sense to realize that Connor had a step and just to put it into an area and let him go and skate on, onto it, I think uh, you, know, you don't see that every day. You talked about the big play in overtime, but Mike Smith tonight really gave your chance. Uh, your team a chance, I should say, a win too. Yeah, he win, made win. some big saves for us. Uh, you know, I think part of their game plan was to f- kind of fire it on net from all angles and then have one shot lead to two. But, you know, we had some breakdowns tonight. Like I said, we weren't clean. But uh, when we needed him, Mike, Mike was there when called upon. And in the end, he made the play in overtime, got it to our difference maker, and, and uh, Connor found a way to get the back of the net. Jay, when you were here the first time with Todd, yeah. you talked at that time about the Oilers needing to eventually find comfort in low-scoring games and yeah. be patient. Was tonight an example of kind of that growth process, not trying to win the game 4-1, yeah. but taking your chances when it was there? Sure. Uh, I think there was a level of patient endurance to this game, um, not forcing things. Uh, we're down by one, but we felt comfortable with with the people that we have to ice and and we have comfort level in our structure and um it's not easy to win in the national hockey league it's not easy to win 
on the road in the National Hockey League. I would like to give credit to the other team because I thought the San Jose Sharks played very hard tonight. Um, and uh, in the end, we stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it, and took us uh, 60 minutes and 30-odd seconds uh, to find the win. But in the end, like I said, it's a credit to our players. All right, so I asked you this last time you were here about yeah. Vander coming back to San Jose. How much has he contributed to you guys since then? Well, yeah, I think Evander Kane's been a heck of a hockey player for our team. I think he complements um, some of our high-end centermen. Um, he brings a physical element to our team. He plays in basically every situation. Um, I think he's a really good addition to our club. Uh, Jay, a couple of weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, uh, we talked about Nugent Hopkins and how he's probably underappreciated outside of that locker room. Yeah. Comes up with the big play tonight for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, Nugent Hop having Nugent Hopkins back and healthy and contributing, I think it makes us a way, way deeper team. It allows us as a coaching staff to move some chess pieces around uh, the chessboard. One thing most uh, uh, of his teammates know and certainly his coaching staff appreciates is that he is somebody who's selfless. He's just a phenomenal teammate. He does whatever the coaching staff asks. And to see him dig in and find a way to score shorthanded tonight is a huge goal. It led us uh, to getting two points under difficult circumstances. Good. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft as they pull out a 2-1 overtime decision against the San Jose Sharks. Thanks for joining us. It's 11:21. Oilers hockey presented by Friesen Brothers along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob, for a game which at times was low on highlights, we get a memorable finish. What a play. Yeah, well, pretty excited that Mike Smith didn't pull himself there when he had that slight pull or, or injury late in the game uh, because there's very few, if any, other goalies in the National Hockey League that A, can read the play and B, successfully make the play. I mean, he had to throw a puck up the middle of the ice with Brett Burns you know, lurking close by and he, he put it in the perfect spot for Connor McDavid. Uh, an exciting game uh, at the end. The Oilers were not the better team, but they had the better goaltender. Mike Smith was excellent in this hockey game, and he's building towards the, this playoff race and hopefully a, a long playoff run for the Oilers. Mike Smith, and we've talked about it, gives the Edmonton Oilers a different dimension if he's your starter because of the plays that you just saw there at the end of the game. There was not a five-on-five goal scored in this game. The Sharks scored on the power play hurdle back at 15-32 of the first. Ryan Nugent Hopkins got the tying goal, Rob. Only the Oilers' second shot of the period, almost 12 minutes into the third, but they saw a chance to make a play, and uh, Hyman and Nugent Hopkins originally jumped up. They, They didn't score on the first thrust, but Nurse kept the play alive. Nuge gets the shorty. Well, we, we've seen this a lot with the others. When they're shorthanded and they create a turnover, they're taking off. They're not looking at dumping the puck down. They're not looking at icing it. They feel that they can take advantage of other teams' offensive players and, and create a scoring chance. And on, on that one, it, uh, both Nuge and Hyman have the two-on-one, but Donnell Nurse reads the play, and he beats three San, San Jose Shark players up the ice. And... When you're as good a skater as Darnell, you know that if you get up there and there's nothing, you can turn and get back into position fine. But he read the play, and if Darnell Nurse doesn't jump up, that turns into nothing. 
And the way that the game was going, I mean, the Oilers were creating nothing in the third period. So uh, if they don't get that second opportunity, who knows if they escape with one or any points in this game. So Darnell made a nice play. And Hyman, I thought Hyman was the best Oiler forward by far tonight. I thought he was excellent in this game. He makes a nice backdoor pass to Nugent Hopkins, an important shorthanded goal for the Oilers. All right, so 2-1 is the final in favor of the Oilers. McDavid's point streak goes to 14 games. It's his 13th career overtime winner. You will hear from McDavid when we get back. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. The left wing point, Magnell shoots, saved by Smith, the rebound, oh, Smith, big save off of Barabanov, puck in the right wing corner. All right, Mike Smith with a lot of big saves tonight, and then he gets the assist on Connor McDavid's game winner. Oilers get by the Sharks 2-1, Edmonton's record now 41-25-5, the Sharks 29-31-9, and and, you know, that's a big one for Mike Smith Rob, because that's his first point since May 6th of last year. I mean, you can't be going 11 (laughs) months between points. Well, that's just because the players weren't finishing for him. It's not lack of effort on his part. There was another one he made earlier in the game. He rifled it all the way up on the power play. Uh, Again, we've we've talked to a lot of people calling in, asking about who the Oilers would want as their starter in the playoffs. And uh, right now we talked, we said that Koskinen at that point was the starter, the way he was playing. But in a perfect world, if Mike Smith gets back to where he was last year or close to it, he would be the preferable starter because he can get the Oilers out of so many tricky situations with his playmaking ability. When you're playing against Vegas or if you're playing against uh, the LA Kings, big, hard, forechecking teams that can take advantage of your you know, skilled defensemen, if you can get rid of their forecheck by simply him getting out of the net and firing it up the boards quickly, that's a huge advantage. So Mike Smith, he's trending in the right direction. He's put together a couple great games. And again, the Oilers did not play great in this game. The San Jose Sharks were the better team. But Mike Smith got them into overtime, and then Mike Smith set up the game-winning goal. That's our adjustment of the game for pro drain techs for peace of mind down the line. Yeah, I thought it was, was a good game by San Jose. Rob, I mean, they didn't give the Oilers a whole bunch. They got the lead. They were able to take away the neutral zone. The Oilers missing Leon Dreisaitl, so that takes some offensive punch out of the lineup. Um, I, I mean, the Oilers got a little bit of pressure in the second period, not a lot of grade-A scoring chances. I thought in the third, like it was a weird third period because the Oilers didn't have a lot of shots. But I thought L.A. was starting to turn the puck over a little bit more, or not L.A., uh, San Jose was maybe turning the puck over a little bit more at times in the period as well. And then Edmonton got the shorthanded goal. So, yeah, I mean, just kind of a kind of a strange game tonight because, like I said, if it wasn't for that play at the end, um, we wouldn't be talking about a lot no. of sort of wild chances and furious action. You're, you're right. And the San Jose Sharks played the style of game that you can – have more success against the others. You play a, a very simple game. You have four guys through the, the neutral zone, get pucks off the glass and out, and you try to just wear down the Oilers and bore them to death if if you can. And that's how you get it, are, are successful against them. Now, the Oilers are better nowadays than they have been in the past of waiting for their opportunities. But the San Jose Sharks, the one thing that 
they they're trying to become a better puck possession team but doing that i don't know if they got the skill level yet because they did turn the puck over a lot in their own zone instead of getting off the glass and out they would try to make a bump pass back to one of their players and they turn it over and that created a bunch of chances for the Oilers. the way that san jose sharks kept the oilers off the board is they had four or five guys in front of the net there was a lot of block shots they kept the oilers to the outside and they were very good at that and brent burns was excellent going head-to-head against Connor mcdavid until that one chance and that's when you're when the others stay within one against any team they're one bounce or one break from a Connor mcdavid breakaway and that's what happened in overtime brent birds had a chance to win the game and instead he's watching Connor mcdavid go past him and score the goal the opposite way with no dry sidle what do you think of the decision to start ryan mcleod with mcdavid in overtime well apparently it was a good one <laughs> since they won the game um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's so much room out there, and Ryan, McCre- Ryan, Ryan McLeod's speed. Uh, I mean, the only guy in the in the team that's faster, only one in the game that's faster than him was Connor McDavid. That's a lot of speed. If you're the San Jose Shark coming at you, um, I would imagine the next shift would have been Nugent Hopkins and Hyman, and then you would have come back with Connor and Kane. So there was uh, the Oilers had some options, even without Leon in the lineup. The Oilers are skilled enough up front; they have a ton of different options which they don't really need since Connor and Leon normally play three and a half to four minutes of every overtime. Okay, let's go back to San Jose. Here's McDavid. Yeah, we had a chance. We had a chance at their end, and their goalie kind of keeps the puck moving, and I got caught diving in, and didn't quite catch Burns there, and then our goalie makes maybe the play of the year there with uh, that save, and then you know having the, having the presence of mind to throw it up there, it's, uh, you know... Smitty plays the puck unbelievably well, and he was so good all night. And um, you know, for that to happen, it was uh, pretty special just to be a part of that play. It was uh, one of the one of the more special ones I've been a part of. Every time Smith is in net, do you have to be ready for a pass like that out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, Smitty's been here for a few years now, and he's uh, he's always asked me when we're going to connect for a breakaway, and you know, couldn't have picked a better time there. Um, just to maybe talk about the team kind of gutting through two points tonight. Obviously not the prettiest game in the opening 45, but uh, I guess it, was, came it was ugly. It was ugly, I thought, but, you know, they were they were fresh. Um, you know, I thought they played a real solid game. They clearly had legs, and, you know, they were motivated, and um, you know, I thought our group just did a good job of hanging around and keeping it tight. You know, Smitty held us in all night, and, um, you know, feels like we kind of maybe stole two here, but you know, it doesn't matter how you get them at this time of year. Five straight wins, but an impressive stretch over the last 14, 15 games or now. You guys are winning them in different ways. What can you maybe say about this group compared to years past and their ability to kind of come through when it matters most? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of been an up and down year and, um, you know, it's been all over the map. And you know, now we're just fighting for our lives, trying to get in. And, you know, we're playing some good hockey and getting performance from different guys every night and um, you know tonight was our goalie and uh, you know they he's a player on our team too and they you know they uh, they can stop bucks for us and uh, clearly make plays for us tonight too when uh, Nugent Hopkins was out uh, you guys all mentioned how much you guys missed his presence uh, obviously comes through with the big goal shorthanded what can you say about uh, that, that was play big. that was big you know really big play from from everybody you know started from all the way from uh, from behind our own net and makes a great play to create the chance and nurse keeps it alive and Heim slides it over it was uh, a great play all around and something that uh, we really needed at that time of game is uh, Mike Smith uh, I'm not sure inspiration is the right word a little older but still competitive and fiery and 
Just all the things that, you know, just continue to help this team move forward. Yeah, you know, he's a guy that... Uh, you know, it means a lot to our group, honestly. Um, you know, he's battled all season long through different injuries and different things, and you know, he's taken a lot of heat. And you know, when we're, when he's in the net, uh, you know, it's uh, he, he gives us everything he's got. And you know, tonight uh, he gave us everything he had, and then some. And I'd be remiss not to ask about uh, your team's ability to step up without Leon Drysaddle tonight. Yeah, we missed him tonight, obviously. I mean, anytime you you take that type of guy like that out of your lineup, you're going to miss him, and we certainly did tonight, and you know, I'm glad we were find, able to find a way to get two without him. All right, Vanders, second game back here in San Jose. How much has he helped you guys down this stretch? He's been great for us. You know, um, I think it took him a little bit to find his legs, and you know, since he's found his legs, it's uh, it's been impressive. Um, you know, he's a he's a guy that you know gets up and down the ice, uh, amazing for his size. You know, scores big goals. You know, plays with an edge, physical presence. Uh, he's kind of done it all for us. Yeah, I mean, I saw him make that save, and I was just thankful he stopped it. Um, you know, and then I kind of sensed that, you know, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw him, you know, kind of move pretty quick. So I just tried to get uh, get there as quick as I could. And, you know, he, he must be a, a curling fan or something. He had perfect perfect weight on it. So, um, you know, it was uh, a great play. 40-plus goals. Uh, how impressed are you with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my job to produce, and I just try to do that every night. Thank you. Thanks. Well, yeah, he's been producing a lot lately. 14-game point streak for Connor McDavid. 2-1. His goal wins it in overtime in San Jose. $200 donation to 630 Ted Santa's Anonymous tonight from James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They give $100 every time the Oilers score. You're still going to hear from Zach Hyman, who had a strong game tonight once again as the Oilers win their 41st of the year. And we're happy to hear from you as well. The hotline, 780-496-0063, is powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Off a stick, but Nurse to Hyman, to Nugent Hopkins, scores! That is Ryan Nugent Hopkins striking for his 10th goal of the season. It was a big one, tied it up for the Oilers with 8.04 left in the third period. McDavid would score in overtime. The Oilers pull it out 2-1, ninth shorthanded goal of the season tonight for Edmonton. And in terms of the uh, power play story, for Extreme Power Products, your full-line Kubota dealer with four locations, including a new one in Camrose. Check it out, Extreme with an X, powerproducts.com. While the Sharks did get a power play goal, they go one for three, but they gave up a shorty. The Oilers 0 for two with the man advantage this evening. Okay, 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch. We have Kevin standing by. Kevin, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Hey, Rob Reed. Okay, first of all, like I mean, like I love what you guys do. Like uh, I've been a, I've been there since the '79 WHL. Uh, I, I'm pretty concerned about uh, Dry Saddle, like with the fact he took the night off. And uh, but you no, know, like I mean, it's uh, he took the morning skate, but he didn't uh, didn't play tonight. But it's uh, what do you think? It's like I mean, okay, they moved in the second. You know, can they can they overtake the flames? No, I don't believe they'll overtake the flames. 
I think they'll I think they'll finish second place, but I don't I think they're just going to run out of games to overtake the Flames. That's my thought. And I'm not I'm not concerned about Drysaddle. I I feel Drysaddle will play next game against the LA Kings. I'd rather have him at 100% going down the stretch than having him with a lingering injury just cuz you're forced he played an extra game or two. So I'm not worried about him and I feel they'll have home ice advantage probably against the LA Kings in the first round. Yeah, I mean, the Oilers now four points behind Calgary. Edmonton has 11 games left. Calgary has 13. So, you know, advantage for Calgary. I know they're in a, well, I guess they had a very mild slump until they they beat the LA Kings last night. I I mean, if the Oilers play well enough to to catch up to Calgary and get first in the division, great. Uh, I, I still think it's a long shot. I know four points doesn't seem like a lot, but as I've talked about before, when you when you talk about the maximum number of points attainable and okay, for every game of the Oilers don't win down the stretch, that means Calgary doesn't have to do as well. Plus they have those two games in hand, but it's, at least it's fun. I guess Rob, people can talk about it and ask about yeah, it, it and uh, maybe dream well, about it as, you know, it's always more fun to look up in the standings instead of just looking behind you all the time. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's a better chance of them catching Calgary than of them missing the playoffs. I just don't think either one of those are going to happen. I think there'll be a home home ice start to the playoffs, and whether or not Vegas can catch L.A. will depend on uh, who they play in the first round. But I just think Calgary's too good a team to go in a complete slump. They had a really good game against the L.A. Kings the other night. Uh, they play a couple of the other weaker teams coming up. So to me, I, I just don't think Calgary's going to go in that big a slump for the Oilers to be able to catch them. Calgary had to kill off a penalty late in that game against LA, Rob. I mean, Kachuk got a double minor. I think there was 2.03 left, so the Kings were on the power play for the rest of regulation. And if they would have scored early, they would have stayed on the power play to win it, right? Or maybe had a power play that carried into overtime. And again, you know, it's funny because the Oilers' power play, with the exception of that one game, has done well against the Flames, but the Flames have a really good penalty kill. And watching that last night, the LA pulled the goalie, so they had a six on four. And the Flames didn't give up much. I mean, they, they're moving their sticks around. They know when to pressure. They, they don't allow a lot of passes through the seams. Uh, I, that, was a, that was an impressive win last night over the well, Kings. The Calgary Flames are good. Uh, their record isn't a fluke. Uh, they've they got an incredibly talented team. They're deep. And the thing that they have is they got good goaltending. Markstrom is having a, a fantastic year. So uh, every game they start with... Uh, at eve, at worst, even in the goaltending department, but most ni- most nights they start with an advantage in net because that's the kind of year Markstrom's having. All right, so 2-1, the Oilers win in overtime. Let's look around the NHL for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Wild one, 5-1, the Leafs had the lead, and uh, they lose. Seven six in overtime to the Florida Panthers. Crazy well, game. There, any other team in the National Hockey League, that one was over, but not against the Florida Panthers. They're good, and Jonathan Huberdeau is making a big statement to be the MVP in the, uh, for the NHL this year. He's second in the league in scoring now, on the best team in the league. Uh, he's having a fantastic year in the Florida Panthers. Bar none, they are the most exciting team to watch in the National Hockey League. Senators knock off the Canadians 6-3. Buffalo wins 4-2 over Carolina. The Rangers get a 3-1 road win over the Devils. Blue Jackets take down the Flyers 4-2. Avalanche outscore the Penguins 6-4. Red Wings beat the Bruins 5-3. Nashville over Mini 6-2. Stars win at home 3-2 against the Islanders. And also an Oilers note tonight, 
Noah Philp, standout for the U of A Golden Bears, has signed a one-year contract with the Oilers. It'll start in the fall. In the meantime, he'll join the Bakersfield Condors on an amateur tryout deal and play with the Condors for the rest of the season. 23 years of old, 6'3", about 200 pounds. Going to be exciting to see how he does with the uh, Bakersfield Condors and how his career is going to develop. I can also tell you, Tim gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. He correctly took the under. I set the line for combined points by Kulak and Barry at two and a half. Neither guy gets a point tonight. So Tim gets the gift card from River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. 780-496-0063. We have Greg standing by. Greg, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Hey, guys. uh, How's it going? Good. So uh, when do we start the debate on who's a better passer, Smith or uh, Dreisaitl? Just wanted to <laughs> so we get that going here. But uh, um, that was a very sloppy game, um, ugly, ugly game. Um, if we play like that against the good teams, we're going to get absolutely demolished. But like you guys said, hey, at least we didn't pull a Toronto tonight. Um, but that being said, I do have a question for you guys. Um you know how, you know, Eastern media, oh, Matthews is the best player in the league, blah, 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 blah. Um, and leading for the heart, and if he wins a rocket, then he's going to win it, blah, blah, blah. I'm just wondering what you guys think, because honestly, in my opinion, and I know McDavid and is always in consideration for it, and oh, oh hum, he's won it already, so he kind of gets over, maybe overlooked. But that being said, do you guys think, I personally think Huberto is probably, uh, in my mind, even though I'm a diehard Oilers fan, is probably the leading candidate for the Hart Trophy. So I just want your guys' uh, opinion on that. Well, that's all. I, I've been saying for, and I, we, I do not have a vote, nor does Rob. It, I know it's fun to talk about. Quite frankly, in, in the Hart Trophy, again, the definition, most valuable player to their team. Now you can still debate exactly what that means. I, th- I think Roman Yossi should win the Norris Trophy, and he should win the Hart Trophy. I think he's having an incredible season for the Predators. Uh, and, and if I had to pick five, it'd be Huberto, Matthews, Dreisaitl, Yossi, and Johnny Goodrow would be my five guys in the final. I think Johnny Goodrow, he's got a good chance too because the importance to your team, uh, they, the Calgary Flames, uh, they are not the team they are without the season that Johnny Goodrow's having also. So you, if you had a ballot, you wouldn't put McDavid in your top five? No, I'd, well, it'd be it'd be Connor or Leon. I wouldn't put both. So right now I'd pick Leon. It's easy. You could pick Connor and the other one if you want. But it'd be one of the two. I wouldn't take two from the same team. Mm-hmm. So, sir, you had Huberto, Yossi, Goudreau, Dreisaitl. And Matthews. Oh, and Matthews, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with any. And Connor McDavid could win it as well, and you can't go wrong with that. He'd be six. I just think it's hard. You can only take one from each team. Because if there's two from the same team, one of them's not even the best player on his own team. So it's hard to give an MVP to two guys on the same team. Well, they rank them one through five, though, right, when they do a vote. No, I agree. So. But if, I'm, if I get to pick the five, I can't pick two from the same team because I only feel one of them's the best player on his team. And, and I don't think Yossi will win it because I, I think either, there but... are still some voters who will say, well, they have their own trophy. It's, it's a different... Which is dumb. It's, it's a different position. It's dumb. And I, mean, I know right. defensemen and goaltenders have won the heart, but usually it's a forward. Yes, and and Roman Yossi had another three points tonight, I think, for Nashville. He's going to push for 100 points this year, which is unheard of for a defenseman in the National Hockey League in the last decade or two. The last defenseman to win the heart was a guy who played for the Oilers in his career. It was back in 99-2000. Chris Pronger won the heart as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, since then, 
the goaltenders who have won the award. Jose Theodore in 02 with the Canadians. Which he shouldn't have. That should have been Jerome McGinley. Carey Price in 14-15 with the Canadians. And obviously in the uh, late 90s, Hassock got a couple of uh, Hart Trophy wins. So, uh, yeah, usually it, it, it goes to a forward, usually goes to a high-scoring forward. I mean, as as it should. You, you mm-hmm. ultimately, to be valuable to your team, you, there's nothing like getting points and getting goals. But I, I think it's going to be a fun race this year. Uh, I, 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 do. I really I think, do. I think the I, it's there's not going to be, and, and I don't mind that. And I like you just said, well, he he shouldn't have won it in O two. Fair enough, but to me that makes it kind of fun to chat about and see how people are going to vote. Well, and I think this year, I mean, last year it was there was no um, going into the MVP. Everyone knew Connor because Connor was so much better than everyone last year. His season, and it was like there was no discussion. Okay, Connor McDavid's winning that. Let's talk about the other awards. I think this year there's so many players having great years, great years, career years, all at the same time. And what I just read, I was looking, was it four of the top or five of the top six goal scorers or point getters right now are on Canadian teams? The, the Canadian teams have got some great, great seasons this year from some of their star players. But the talent level in the National Hockey League, it's highest it's been at for a long, long time. And they're all having great years at the right time. Yeah, it's fun to talk. Well, I mean, if there's if we are doing this show in in uh, Denver, no, they probably Nathan say, would... "Well, you want to pick a defenseman? What about Kale McCarr? I mean, he's he's the second best second best defenseman got, in the NHL this year. He's got seventy five points. He's he's plus McCarr is plus forty, plus forty seventy five points. And you and I have already given the def- best defenseman to some other guy. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it, it's not like McCarr just plays on the power play. He's playing 25, 39 a game. He's actually playing a little more than Yossi per game by 22 seconds. And we seconds. haven't even mentioned like, that's that the thing. kid. You in... start looking at this stuff, it's so fun to look at it, right? Well, we haven't even mentioned that kid that plays for Tampa Bay either, that Hedman guy. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good as well. Uh, McDavid, 106 points. Huberto, 102. Dreisaitl, 101. Matthews, 95, Goudreau, 95. Those are the top five scores in the league. For the plus, my, I'll just give, I won't do the plus minus for the whole league. The, the plus minus <laughs> for those guys who are the top five scores in the league. Goudreau is plus 50. Huberto is plus 30. McDavid is plus 22. Dreisaitl is plus 21. And Matthews is plus 12. And I know plus minus is not the, the be all and end all. But when you're plus 50 like Goudreau, you're That's doing pretty impressive. Right. That is pretty great. Did, yeah. Speaking of great plays tonight, did you see the Mitch Marner goal tonight? I haven't actually. I've only oh. I saw the overtime goal from that game. Yeah, the but the Mitch Marner went through. He went through five guys or four or five guys. It was unbelievable the goal he scored. Just the, the talent level. It, it is so much fun. I I know that we still got another what eleven games left or whatever it is. I can't wait for the playoffs to start because there are going to be some incredible series going on in the first round and the talent level and the skill level and the goals are up in the national hockey league right now. It's going to be a fun final three weeks of the regular season. Then uh, uh, the kickoff of the playoffs starting in May. It just, the, I think the NHL is on an uptick right now with the way that the players are playing the talent level and the, the style of game that we're seeing in most of the nights. Well, you make a good point, Rob. And, and you often make a great point that if, if you are not a fan of, the, the two teams who are playing, what, what do you want to watch? You, you want action, whether it's mm-hmm. physicality, um, 
but generally we were talking about offense. And, and I mean, if, if you don't, I mean, uh, of course, after the game Friday against St. Louis, we discussed it. We took calls. Well, the orders were up four, one, you know, you can't blow a lead. You got to, you're still up five, three going to the third. You got to put it away. And I saw all the Leafs chatter tonight. Well, they let the lead go. But like, if you're just sitting down to watch a hockey game, like, holy crap, one team was up five, one and the other team won seven, six in overtime. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know, like why, why is the NFL got it even bigger than it already was over the last 10 or 15 years? It's never because over. Of, there's points. Might, yep. might be, you know, Buffalo and Kansas City trading touchdowns in the final two minutes. Nobody shut the TV off. So, yeah, if you're a fan of one of those teams, maybe you're complaining about your defense. But everybody else is thinking, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. I don't want to see a 17-6 game. I want to see it. 38-38 in overtime or whatever that game wound up. And, and, and I think we're seeing more excitement in the NHL, which is good. I mean, it's going to bring more people in, keeps more people watching till the end of games. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, everyone tomorrow is going to be talking about the Florida-Toronto game. They're going to have a 7-6 overtime game. More so, they'll talk about the one big play, Smith to McDavid, in overtime tonight. But the game everyone will be talking about will be the Toronto-Florida game. So it's... Uh, offense sells tickets. That's what you go see. You, you go you go to cheer goals. And if your team needs to score eight because the other team scored seven, that's okay. Your team still won and you got to see 15 goals. All right. So the Oilers win 2-1 in overtime. Not a high-scoring, high-of-eight game tonight, but the Oilers get it done. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Sir Robert standing by. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Did you call Steinberg last night? I did call Steinberg last night. Yeah, I did. Oh, how's he doing? Well, it's, well, he seemed, uh, 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 well, I mean, he seemed happier because they won, I'll say that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. What's on your mind? Um, well, uh, um, well, I mean, you know, I, I guess I want to say, you know, at times, I mean, you know, at times tonight, I would, I would say the game was, I mean, the Oilers were sloppy, but I would say, but I would say, I mean, like the game at times was kind of, was kind of boring because there wasn't, like there wasn't, like there wasn't a ton of chances, but you know, I, I liked how the Oilers just, and I think, well, and I think, I think I've heard Rob uh, mention this a few times, how it's kind of like the Oilers. You just, they waited for, they waited for, I guess their more or less their, their one chance. And then when they got it, they buried it. And then they got it to overtime and, and, and I, well, and you know, and I was watching the game tonight with a buddy and, you know, and, and we were saying, well, you know, like this. You know, you know this. You know, this is a boring game. They need a goal. They need a goal. And then that that play by Smith. I, I mean, like I almost, I almost hit the ceiling after that. I mean, Smith to McDavid for the winner. No, well, oh, but I mean, you know what? It's nice to see. It's nice to see that we're, you know, that we're sitting in second. I've said, I've said this all along. Do I think we'll catch Calgary? No, but second place, I'll certainly take that. All right, appreciate it, Robert. Thanks for checking in, 780-496-0063. Yeah, I mean, they won. I mean, one of the earlier callers said you can't play this way uh, in the postseason. You know, uh, fair enough. But uh, they, they figured it out tonight. They, they stayed patient, and they made a couple big plays when they needed. So it adds up to victory this evening. Yeah, well, you go around the league. Uh, 
tonight the Carolina Hurricanes, who a lot of people think could go to the finals, didn't they lose to Buffalo tonight? Can't play like that in the playoffs. I mean, these games happen. Uh, just when you're uh, a good team, as the Oilers are now, you find a way to win those. You don't have your A game every night. And some nights you need a goaltender to bail you out. And there's been nights this year, and there's a long stretch where the Oilers didn't get the goaltending to bail them out. Tonight they did. Mike Smith was excellent. He was the difference in this hockey game. If it wasn't for Mike Smith, the Oilers would have lost this hockey game. But Mike, Mike Smith was excellent. He's part of the team. So the Oilers aren't going to be the better team every game. And in the playoffs, they're not going to be the better team every game. But if they can find ways to win, if they can get the save that they need, if they can get a big... Uh, a big goal at a certain time like they did tonight from Nugent Hopkins, then it'll bode well for them. The Oilers are a good hockey club, and uh, they've been playing very well now for a long stretch, which bodes well as they go down this playoff stretch and into the playoffs. So I, I, this was, to me, was a, a good sign tonight that the Oilers were able to come back in a game that they weren't their best. The last couple minutes of the third, Smith something happened with his right leg as he was stretching and the puck changed direction. The trainer TD force came out and talked to him. Uh, did Meyer slap it right off nurse's stick with about a minute think, 47? Did you ever I think he, I think actually, he, he lifted his stick and then slapped okay. it. Yeah. He, but that was a, a weird one where Donnell thought he was going to lose Meyer and Meyer stayed with him. And, Darnell just was not in a good place to lose the puck right in front of Mike Smith. But Mike Smith made probably four saves in the last three minutes of the game Yep, that kept the Oilers alive. Yeah, because Couture had two chances with 28 seconds left. Remember, he, got, he had the chance in front, got his own rebound. Smith kept it out. So, yeah, good performance by Smith, and he assists on the game winner. Oilers take it 2-1 over the Sharks. Zach Hyman had an assist tonight. You'll hear from him when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. in over the Oilers line, drops it, burns, shot, oh, glove saved, and Smith will poke it to center, a breakaway, McDavid scores! Connor McDavid on the long pass from Mike Smith. Oh, what a sequence, outstanding work on the play-by-play from Cam Moon, the Oilers beat the Sharks 2-1, 31 seconds into overtime. Nugent Hopkins tied at 11.56 into the third with a shorthanded goal. One of the assists on that goal from Zach Hyman. But uh, you guys came through it in a big way, including your line there at shorthanded. Maybe take us through the effort tonight. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not the prettiest. Not how we drew it up, but uh, you know, I don't think it happens without Smitty, obviously. Um, playing goalie and, and making <laughs> and playing playmaker. So uh yeah just uh i know find a way to win right i think uh, we do you know we didn't give up an even strength goal give up a power play one there uh but got it back on the kill and then obviously won an ot there so obviously that pass to mcdavid in overtime as players on the ice you always have to be ready from with mike smith in between the pipes there yeah it's great i mean just on breakouts too when another team's tired and they think they can dump it in um he can play it right he can play it like a defenseman and and pass it up to you and then you're on the attack again so uh obviously it was on display in in overtime but he does it consistently and just you know makes our deals life easier and then you know creates offense with forwards that game doesn't go to overtime without your effort on the shorthanded play with nutrient hopkins and darnell just maybe take us through what happened on that play there yeah just 
kind of got a break there. And again, I had a two on one first set. And, uh, Doc followed up and was able to make a play to me. It was kind of a rolling puck all the way through and just, you know, ping pong to Nagy and he put it in. Um, when it comes to Mike Smith, can you just talk about the intangibles he brings? Obviously, we know what he does. I mean, last five, six starts, he's been remarkable for you guys. But different element he brings to this group when he's in between the pipes there for you. Yeah, I think even when he's not in between the pipes, just his, you know, his personality, the type of guy he is. You know, he's a leader in the in the locker room. He's been in the league for a long time. And, you know, for, for a goal, he's pretty outspoken. Um, and, you know, just leads by example. His work ethic is second to none. Uh, and then, obviously, his play speaks for itself of, of late and, and uh, just a pleasure to be around and, and just a great guy and great teammate. And what does it mean to your club to step up in a big way, get two points without one of the best goal scorers in the lineup? Yeah, you know, it's it's huge, obviously. Um, you know, Leo doesn't miss too many games. I think I saw Stadi hasn't missed a game since uh, 2017 or something crazy like that. So he's pretty durable. Um, and uh, he's a huge, huge part of, of our team. So uh, do we get a win? Uh, you know, hopefully we'll have him back in the lineup soon and, and we'll be rolling. But um, just a huge part of our team. All right, two plus periods being shut out. What was it? Their defense, or you guys just ran in the lanes? Yeah, great question. Um, probably a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think they played, you know, for for a team that's, you know, where they are in the standings. I think that they they played hard. I mean, they got a lot of young guys who are, are fighting for jobs for for the next season, and and uh, yeah, they definitely played hard. Um, kept us to the outside. We didn't get too many great A looks, um, but we were able to stay, stick with it, and and you know push one in there through the third and, and force OT. So, you know, give them credit. They played well. All right. So that is Zach Hyman as the Oilers figured out, even though they were outshot 32-24 by the San Jose Sharks, they get a 2-1 overtime victory. Oh, good morning. It's five after midnight. We are into Wednesday. So the Oilers' next game is tomorrow, Thursday, 7 o'clock face-off show. Puck drop at 8.30, showdown with the Los Angeles Kings as the Oilers do indeed move ahead of the Kings into second place in the Pacific Division. 87 points in 71 games for Edmonton, 86 in 72 for L.A. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. 41, 25, and 5, by the way, is the Oilers' record. They've won five in a row for the third time under Jay Woodcroft, who is 18-7-2 as the Oilers' head coach. Within the Pacific Division, the Oilers are now 17-5. Get more on this game and also the uh, no-filp contract on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Oilers Hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. Big thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford. Overtime, open line, Smith saves, Smith passes. McDavid scores 2-1 in overtime over the Sharks. Good night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.